Hey there, folks. Chris McLean back with another episode. And in the studio today, I've got Aiden from SOA Marketing Agency, and they specialize in helping real estate agents and plastic surgeons get established as authorities by getting them featured in major media outlets. Excited to get into all things PR and promotion and all that kind of good stuff. Aiden, thanks for swinging by the show, mate. Yeah, great to be on. <laughs> good to have you here. So take us through. You're obviously a, a, a fairly young guy. Have you been sort of operating for a little while now? Is this your first mm-hmm. business? Um, sort of how did you get up and running as a um, in, in your marketing agency? Yeah, definitely. So originally, I just started learning about digital marketing around two years ago. and really okay. just learned a lot about like lead generation, MailChimp, like sort of like I feel like the basics yeah. of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we've really transitioned to like sort of like during the pandemic is transitioning more to like the branding side of things. So that's what our agency is mostly focused on nowadays, which is like PR. Okay, cool. So you know, sort of working with media and helping specifically how did you sort of land on on that niche of it was basically real, real, real estate and plastic surgeon yeah it was basically through like trial and error we had like a lot of success with like real estate agents and plastic mm-hmm. surgeons and like over time we've just been like okay that's our niche we're just gonna dial yeah. down on that rather than keep kind of searching yeah yeah i mean and that's obviously a, a fairly high, a high ticket but that's a a sort of a higher ticket client base, right? For you, real estate yeah, agent, they're sort of they they got bigger budgets and they're um, yeah good clients to sort of start searching and getting media for. Um, when you had you, what was your background in that sort of PR and media? Um, is that something you studied? Again, was that just again sort of a, a strategic choice? How did you come and that that aspect of the service side of your niche? Yeah. So, I mean, originally going back, like all the way back to the beginning, I was like originally studied like at the MIT Enterprise Forum, Cambridge. I learned a lot about digital marketing then. I didn't really st- study PR until like much later where like I realized it was like, wait, there's so few agencies out there which are like mm-hmm. offering this at a competitive level. Like there's so many agencies out there. Um, which weren't guaranteeing actual results. So like the, mm-hmm. basically they would put clients in retainers and they wouldn't have any sort of deliverable and thus leading the clients frustrated. So it's like, okay, if I could just do a little bit better than that, then automatically yeah. I can be seen as like an authority in my industry. Yeah, yeah, nice. So how, how did you start to then build up those media relationships and what does that process look like when a client comes to you? What What actual work are you doing? Are you talking to media are you doing press releases is it more of a digital component what what is it what does that actual work look like yeah so i mean press releases definitely are great for like someone who has like absolutely no press but what we really do is we work with like major media outlets like forbes inc entrepreneur fortune even like occasionally like with some of our clients like wall street journal new york times like that type of publication yeah right and the way we go about doing that is we first have like an introduction call. We really like to figure out exactly what their needs are, what their desires are, because not everyone should be on Wall Street Journal, New York Times. It's not like their target audience. So we like to understand, okay, what are their needs and what can we help them accomplish based on what they've already done? So we do like a full assessment. And after that, what we do is we help them like just take it to like that next level uh, through like our PR services. And that could be either like on TV or more digital based like Forbes and Inc. Okay. So are you essentially writing writing articles and blog posts and content? Um, are, you, are you doing that aspect where you say, okay, I've got a plastic surgeon who's doing something 
that's interesting enough to put them up in in Forbes. Mm-hmm. Are you writing that content? Are you repurposing something that they've already maybe they've already written sort of authority content? Are you repurposing? Are you rewriting? Is it a combination of all those sort of things? Uh, not exactly. So what we do is we pitch like these different media outlets. So like it could be like a mention within an article just where it makes sense. Or it could be even like if the plastic such some of the clients we've talked to like pretty famous already in their industry. So they deserve, in my opinion, a full article in like these some of these types of publications. Just reaching out to these publications. They're like, oh, wow, like we want to feature people like that. The work that they're doing is like awesome. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's what we really do in that first assessment call. We want to just figure out where they're at right now. Do they have any press? Do they have any podcasts? Anything like that? Do they have social media? All those things are important. If they don't have that, then we usually kind of start slower, walk walk their way up there. Okay. So you're more leveraging their existing asset rather than creating assets for them. Yeah. Get, we tend to work with publishing. clients in usually like the top 90%. Those are usually like our target audience. Businesses which are just starting out, I mean, that's great, but I feel like they still have to build out their story uh, before they can get featured mm-hmm. in some of these major media outlets. <clears throat> yeah, right. And just add, add, really out of interest, what is what is that sort of article? I mean, again, it's, uh, it's going to change, but in terms of real estate, is it finding a real estate agency that's you know selling million dollar Hollywood homes or something like that, and featuring you know the beautiful homes or the celebrities that they're um, homes that they're listing, um, and for plastic surgeons, what does that sort of article look like? Is it is it who they who they're helping? Is it what they're providing? Just interested to understand more about what does that content sort of end up looking like for those. And yeah, what those articles really, talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's like a combination of all those different factors. So sometimes, yeah. like, like for example, after COVID, there are a lot of people wondering, like, oh, how has housing markets changed? All that. Mm-hmm. That was a really topical uh, thing at that time. So at that right. time, we were getting real estate agents featured into Forbes for that reason. Um, now, like, they might be known as, like, selling, like, million-dollar homes, and people want to read about that. It, basically, it changes according to what people's interests are at that mm-hmm. time, and that's mm-hmm. constantly changing month by month. People are looking for different things. Mm. Yeah, okay, yeah, that, that, that makes sense to you. I guess when they've got some sort of an authority position, then you could, they could talk about housing market or they could talk about the bubbles about to burst or they could, you know, that, that kind of article that become that an authority to talk about something within that industry rather than mm-hmm. necessarily specifically what they're doing. Exactly. Uh, so, so, so your job is to find what that, kind of tease out what that, um, what yeah. they could talk about with some sort of expertise and authority. Right, right. And we really position them accordingly because some people, like, they don't know all this great stuff about them. Some of the stuff should be shared. So we help find out what their strengths are and get that fe- them featured into, like, the media. Mm. Okay. And then what what is that process? Is that sort of a workshopping process? Yeah. Like brainstorming, sort of going through and understanding what they do and then going, okay, um, are we, we you know, maybe we had a client last month and they talked about the housing market, for instance, um, in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, you're also an expert in that for this other region. That's Did you sort of have some set uh, kind of content pillars, I guess, if you like, of yeah, here's some definitely. stuff that works really well for, for real estate and plastic surgeon if you've uh, if you have authority in these sorts of things, that's something you could talk about. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, we've touched a bit on like the digital PR side, but also like there is the other aspect, which is TV. And a lot of our clients have had like a lot of success with that, just because right. it's one thing to read about someone, let's just say in Forbes. And, and a lot of people look at Forbes, they think it's like super difficult to get into, but really I, a lot of people can get into it. It's not like a super difficult publication to get into, but getting on mm. TV is like the next level. 
in my opinion. So being able to get into like Fox Business, Bloomberg TV, we get our clients featured in these um, different uh, publications and they can put that on their website, like a recording. It just looks really good from authority perspective. Yeah. So is that sort of on-air interviews and that sort of thing or little snippet stories about them? Yeah, I mean, actual actual interviews like on Fox Business right. or Bloomberg TV, or like, I mean, some of our clients uh, even go bigger and they like, get into like Good Morning America and stuff. Yeah, wow, wow, yeah, that's that's pretty next level stuff. So I like, I like that you, it's really that traditional PR with her, a sort yeah. of digital digital tilt. So is is that the the main focus for the your business, sort of getting them on that those traditional media outlets, digital outlets? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any sort of a uh, additional sort of marketing or promotional stuff? Or is it really purely in that, that sort of PR, um, yeah, getting them featured in media? Yeah, I mean, we we do a lot of stuff. I mean, essentially, I mean, at this point, it's kind of difficult to think of some type of marketing service which we can't provide to our client. But usually mm-hmm. what we do is we just specialize in helping brand them as authorities first. Because sometimes people think, oh, I'm going to run a bunch of ads or I'm going to post a bunch of social media. But if we can get them to be trusted, that makes all those other types of marketing a lot more effective like some of our clients they want to run mm-hmm. ads but after we implemented uh pr getting featured into like a lot of different major media outlets they've seen like 5x conversion rates so they're saving a lot of money just by going taking a little bit of extra time spending a little bit of extra money up front uh mm-hmm. so that way we can help them let's just say they want to run some ad campaigns on facebook instagram google whatever platform they'd like mm. yeah i mean that that having that that little little strip on your your website says as featured on you know msnbc fox news (laughs) forbes entrepreneur yeah i mean that that that's massive in terms of authority if you've actually can then sort of link that into interviews Mm -hmm. um it's a yeah to have to have that that credibility um of actually being featured on those sorts of things i guess that like for me that that might might feel that you know forbes and, and inc and these sorts of publications are quite difficult um, to get into what kind of what are the what's the criteria? You say it's quite easy to get into these publications. Yeah. But what is their criteria? They must have some sort of journalistic integrity. They do. <laughs> at, they at do. At some point of like, what? Who is this person? Is there? For, as you say, you work with people that are already existing and, and have some level of base authority. Sort of what is like? What would be a, like a minimum requirement for somebody that was looking um, to get featured on something like Forbes? Yeah. So, I mean, first off, they have to have a website. We don't work with any clients who don't have a website. That's just like absolute must. And they yeah. have to have like some sort of social media following. So we say like between like all the, like the different social media have at least like 10,000 followers. It could be like 2,000 on Twitter. It could be 2,000 on Instagram, but a combined following of at least 10,000. Uh, so that way that really builds up an authority. And yeah, right. or, or it could be even like an email list that's respectable as well. So if they have 10,000 through an email list or a podcast, any sort of like audience, that's probably like one of like the requirements. And for Forbes in particular, they're constantly changing policies recently to give you an idea, like entrepreneur, they recently made a change mm. and now only want famous people in the publication. So those types of right. things do change uh, with time. Like sometimes uh, it's still possible to get cool of those publications. You just have to be really famous. Mm-hmm. What is what's the classification of really famous? Like celebrity level, influencer yeah. level, TikTok like, celebrity? <laughs> yeah, basically like a household name, like a Beyonce right. or Jay Z, yeah, well. that type of person. Yeah. Well, and that that's for entrepreneur, or are you saying more and more? There's for more like entrepreneurs. Like I guess if like someone like in the entrepreneurial space, like Grant Cardone, someone who's like really well known, who people will be like, oh yeah, I know him. Not someone like right. who's that? 
So that's basically how like entrepreneur works. But Forbes, it's it's more open because really what the site's about is educating people. They want to just provide value to their readers. So if you're able to Mm -hmm. provide a lot of value or be able to show like some cool stuff, um, that's useful to Forbes, and they can they can make money off of that because the way Forbes is, it's a subscription based platform. And if you're able to help them make money, they're happy to feature you. That's essentially the way it works. Yeah, well, and is that a similar um, kind of catch for the lot for the live shows? I imagine that is is that like a next yes. level up that you've got to say I've got ten thousand followers if I want to be on um, the Today Show. Or whatever is that a yeah. hundred thousand? Is that more celebrity status? Is that a a big Hollywood GP or big Hollywood um, kind of celebrity status? Or is that is that again sort of accessible to anyone that's got a good story to tell or has some expertise yeah so probably at like the highest end is like a good morning america like that's probably like the biggest Mm -hmm. publications like at the highest level the media outlets so Mm -hmm. you definitely need like a really solid story you have to have been featuring like a bunch of different major media outlets um yeah it it needs a combination of all those different factors Mm -hmm. yeah it's super interesting um that there's that that stuff is accessible but um, so at a level, right, for somebody that, so you need to sort of have, have a you know, 10,000, um, sort of followers as a minimum. I think that's a, um, a good metric to have for people so they can, if they started, started wanting to look at this kind of stuff, um, do you purely work in the States or do you work in obviously these like entrepreneur.com, Forbes.com have global audience? Yeah. Um, do you work mainly with businesses are you sort of bringing in uh, people from from a global perspective as well yeah we typically work with like english-speaking countries just simply because i mostly speak english so like united states canada uk those are like probably our top three i think we might have gotten a client maybe somewhere else but that those are like the main ones and like uk we're getting our clients into like Mm -hmm. uk-based publications like daily mail um, the Miller Canada, we have like CTV News, like those types of publications. And I mean, Forbes also works for all those different places. So that's great as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So we talked about Forbes a lot. Um, what, what other, what are the other sort of main publications that people should, if somebody's interested in yeah. getting featured, sort of what's that, what, what, where are the best places for them to sort of start thinking yeah. about getting, getting featured? Yeah, so I mean, usually if like you're just starting to get featured, everyone wants to be in Forbes, everyone wants to be like Wall Street Journal, New York Times, but you don't have to start out there. You can literally just start out with just like a podcast, being able to get onto like a smaller podcast, could literally have like 10 uh, people just watching. But what that does is that helps you build up that authority in your industry because it shows that you're able to think on your feet essentially. And that's what I really like about like just getting that started. So for someone who is just, you know, wanting to get a little bit of media exposure, maybe they're not ready for Forbes. I would say like starting to post on social media, getting to some smaller podcasts, even reaching out to maybe a local news network. They, I, when I was like a lot like younger, I got featured into like a chess uh, publication. And at the time it wasn't, it wasn't that difficult. It was just a question of just reaching out and they're like, oh yeah, we're happy to feature you. So you just have to not be afraid to ask in that regard. Mm. Yeah. I guess that's the thing, right? The, the news channels are they they looking for stories every single day. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't want to go days a year. That, that's a lot of content. So if you've got something valuable there, yeah. Yeah, making a phone call could get get you featured on the local news or something to at least give you something to start that that banner at the bottom of your top of your website saying as featured exactly. on you know 
Idaho local radio or whatever it is, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, and anyone uh, can also start with like a press release if they just want to have, you know, some as seen on logos as well. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about that. Do you sort of, is, is podcast another channel that you work with at all in terms of getting people featured on podcasts? Is yeah, we have another- like a number. Yeah, a number of like major podcasts. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Ed Milet show. Um, we also get people on David Meltzer's like podcasts, so top podcasts like that. Jordan Belfort, yeah. he's another one. Yeah. Um, Bradley's Dropping Bombs. So there's a lot of different podcasts, uh, which we get people on on that level. So some of our clients come to us exclusively. They want podcasts. So we yeah. walk them up. We get them into industry-specific podcasts. And over time, we get them into like some of these really big ones, which we, we do have mm. connections with. So it's not too difficult to get them on, too. Mm. Yeah, it's got to be like someone like a Jordan Belford or that that high top level show. Is how do you position a real estate agent for that kind of show? Is it a do you have to sh- shift the entrepreneurship or sales techniques or how how do you because to make it interesting for that type of show? Yeah. Obviously, they've they've got a demographic. They you know Jordan's probably talking about sales strategies and tactics and that kind of thing. Do you have to reposition that person and their their authority to make it match that show? And so how, how would you go about that for a for a real estate agent? I could see that sort of that connection but for yeah. a, a plastic surgeon. Um, how how yeah. would you make that transition to Probably someone not like a Jordan plastic surgeon, <laughs> But like a real estate agent, it makes sense because it's like sales. Mm. So we get them into, let's just say, sales school with like John Belfort. And we position them. We, we always make all of our clients just listen to like the podcast, listen to like previous right. episodes, be prepared, have like good microphone, all those types of things. So that way, like they, they don't disappoint and they can continue to get on to more podcasts after that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what shows would you position a, a plastic surgeon into? I guess there's probably, there's a, I imagine fairly high level industry medical um, type shows, not my industry. So I'm not familiar with it. But sort of who's operating at the highest levels in in the podcast world, or broadcast world for for that type of industry? Yeah, we typically we have like a huge list. We pitch to like a bunch of different plastic surgeons, uh, different podcasts. We typically focus more on for plastic surgeons in particular. We like to focus a lot on TV. So there's a lot of health based uh, TV shows. So we like to focus on those more so than the podcasts. Mm. Um, it's just like kind of like a preference. I mean, they both walk definitely. Yeah, I guess you know, that that plastic surgeon has lots of t- that sort of plastic surgery nightmares and that sort of thing. So there's certainly an, and I can imagine there's there's an appetite for that um, mm-hmm. for that sort of content. Um, maybe more in the states um, than, than than elsewhere in the world. But yeah, I can imagine there's a good appetite for someone that come and sort of speak to. You know, the concerns, some of the, the disasters, how they help people. Um, yeah. So I imagine there's a good appetite for TV for that kind of thing and, and guest appearances and that kind of stuff. Yes. It, and the budget's very high. It's like five five thousand to fifteen thousand a month is like the average for like a plastic surgeon. So they're looking to spend money on marketing. They need a way to stand out in their authority. And getting on TV is like a perfect way to do it because not too many people are doing that. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, so and, and, and most of the channels that you're directing people to are US-based? Yeah, most of them are US-based. We're very focused on the US, but we also have, like, you know, UK stuff. Like, the top ones in UK and Canada, we all have, like, in terms of, like, news outlets. 
Okay. Yeah, cool. So, and, and coming back to you and your business, is it is it just you in your business? Do you have a team? No. What's the structure of that look like? Yeah, I definitely have a team. I, I probably would never be able to get clients simultaneously on TV and get featured in media, media and also get into podcasts <laughs> all at the same time. That'd be way too much for just me personally to handle. So I have a team of people who are specifically like, okay, this is the TV team. This is like the podcast. Right. So specifically according to that. And they're kind of working under me like more of like a contract type of basis so it's like on a proper project basis yeah cool and, and have you built that out um over the years just it's been personal contacts people you've met sort of along the journey how have you managed to build out that team yeah so essentially managed to build out that team just through like contacts like people introducing me, they're like oh yeah i have a friend who who has like really good connections at forbes or inc and we just kind of built that up over time like originally i was just doing a lot of this stuff myself but that's not really a sustainable way to grow uh yeah. your business you ha eventually have to scale out and really start to delegate some of this stuff mm. Yeah, and as you're saying you create those those verticals of expertise and you've got someone who is really great at booking podcasts, someone who's really great at booking TV and imagine ha having those networks and connections. Um, it, it might be pretty rare to find someone that has connections across all of those different uh, sort of media channels. So mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense. You've sort of got specialists that you can bring exactly. sort of within those verticals. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and you work fully remote. It's a remote team. Yeah, it's definitely, it's all remote. I mean, everyone on our team is like all within the US, so everything, um, yeah. Nice, nice. Everyone gets to work from home. Um, have you said, what, what movement have you sort of seen over the last 18 months or so? Has it been good times? Obviously, there's the news has been, there's a, a lot of attention <laughs> being drawn into to news media and, and news channels with everything that's going on. So there's definitely a lot of attention and focus in, in that area. Um, it's probably been good for business or what, what have you noticed over that the last 18 months or so? Yeah. So, I mean, originally when, let's just say, look, going back to like April of last year, I would say we lost a lot of different clients just during that time, just because it was an unpredictable event. <laughs> Never been in like a mm. pandemic before. People were freaking out. They thought the world was going to end. And it, yeah. usually like around like a couple months later, we really started to pick up in our marketing. So we're like, okay, we've got to go all out, like an outreach, reach out to like a ton of different people, figure out what they need. And we'd really dial down on just focusing on people's needs. And before that, we were mostly actually in person. So just walking, like kind of like just meeting with people physically, but that's mm -hmm. impossible. So we transitioned to like more of a remote team and it's actually allowed us to scale a lot faster. Yeah, right. mm. yeah it's interesting. It's a fa fairly common story is that that remote distributed team has actually allowed a lot of agencies to sort of, to build out their internal networks and get more done and get more reach just because they're, you're saving time on commuting. Um, exactly. You don't have to focus just on your high street or city and instantly go global. So it seems a pretty common thread um, you know, that agencies have found, the ones that have found that, that that way to actually work remotely really well. It's actually enabled them to scale pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, awesome, man! Thank you so much for for dropping by the show. It's been sort of real, re really interesting. Um, sort of always interested in this sort of media um, space, and you've certainly got a, a pretty distinct um, um, business there. Like I said, competitive advantage in something that not a lot of agencies sort of tend to um, in that digital PR space. Really, really interesting. Um, if people want to find out more about you, where's the best places 
for them to come and get connected with you? Yeah, they could just check out our website, sowaagency.com. There's a bit about what we do there, but I mean, also they can just reach out to me. Uh, my phone number is 401-219-4207. Beautiful. Um, and I'll drop all those links to you. You've got a Calendly uh, booking link there as well and LinkedIn yeah, and all, all your social channels. I'll I'll drop those in the show notes so people can uh, click on those and come and get connected, whether they're looking at whether they are your, your industry or they just want to learn more about how you're doing what you're doing and sort of how you're helping and getting exposure for people but for sure. really, really really interesting stuff mate thank you for dropping by i appreciate you taking the time out yeah it's great to be on the show <laughs> thanks so much you can uh, stick this on your banner on your website now as seen on <laughs> 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 thanks so much buddy appreciate your time yep thanks no for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much, Aiden. Cheers. Cheers.